Now that we've finished our jog through the Bible, we wanted to give a view of what's next for the show and do a short episode on giving thanks. You're listening to The Bible Brief. As you may guess, the theme of this episode is giving thanks, thankfulness, gratitude, and ultimately, thanksgiving. The national holiday in the United States especially centered on giving thanks. To begin this episode, though, we at the Bible Literacy Foundation want to thank you, our regular listeners. We're thankful for giving us your ear for 10 to 15 minutes every day, Monday through Thursday, as you learn the life-changing story and message of the Bible. We don't write these episodes for ourselves. We always have you in mind. Additionally, we want to thank our donors to the Bible Literacy Foundation. It's your donations that make each show possible. The research time, the writing time, the reviewing, the recording, the editing, the hosting, all are supported by your generous donations. Not only that, but the future is supported by them as well, which we'll get to in a moment. We also want to thank God, the true motivation behind every word on this show. Without God, without His word to the world, and without the salvation through faith in Jesus, this show would be a waste of time. But we're convinced, as are many of our listeners, that the Bible really is God's Word, and that God really wants us to understand it. And so it's worth every moment that we take to learn more about God and the amazing story that He's weaving through history. Okay, before we get to the meat of this episode on giving thanks, we also wanted to give you a view into what's coming next for the show. We've already completed three of the four planned speeds through the Bible. We did a two-episode sprint, a ten-episode run, and we just completed the 46-episode Jog Through the Bible. These were a lot of fun to put together, and we hope that each speed gave you something new to consider about the Bible and about the God of the Bible. We also hope that we've given you a tool that you can use to share the Bible with a friend. Surveys indicate that many people are intimidated by the bigness of the Bible and the vastness of the Bible story. And we hope that each episode makes the Bible feel not like a warehouse of information, but more like a cozy home that you want to spend more time in. Our next major speed is going to be a walk through the Bible, which we anticipate to be around 100 episodes and maybe a few more. Given the length of the task and the need for extra planning and preparation, we're going to be spending the month of December largely planning and writing to ensure that the walkthrough of the Bible is the best it can possibly be. Now, that doesn't mean the Bible Brief is going to be radio silent for a month. Instead, we're going to be releasing episodes every Monday from now through the end of the year. These episodes will be a special short series on understanding Christmas. Our hope is that listening to these episodes will make you consider and reconsider the incredible fact of the incarnation of God, that God came as a human being to the earth. So to review, every Monday from now through the end of the year, we'll be releasing an episode. And on Monday, January 2nd, we'll be launching our Walk Through the Bible to begin the new year. Now for our listeners, we have three things to ask of you between now and the beginning of the year. Are you ready? First, please pray for our efforts as we write and organize the material for the Bible walkthrough. This is a major organization and writing endeavor. All in all, the walkthrough will probably be in excess of 200,000 words, which is more words than the average book hitting the shelves today. This wouldn't be possible without God's faithful response to the prayers of His people. Will you pray for us? Second, please tell your friends, your colleagues, and everyone else in your life about the Bible Brief. 
We depend upon you to help the show grow and to increase the impact of the Bible Literacy Foundation on the world. We truly want everyone to know the life-changing story and message of the Bible, and we want you to be part of the team. Will you tell people about the show? Finally, third, will you consider becoming a regular donor to the Bible Literacy Foundation? The Bible Brief is not the only project we're working on. Our other major endeavor right now is called PRISM. PRISM is an in-development mobile application that we truly hope will change Bible education. The app will include audio, video, quizzing, and many other features to help people learn and retain the Bible. We're so excited about the PRISM project and the Bible Brief. There is no telling what God is going to do with the Bible Literacy Foundation in 2023. Okay. Now let's talk about Thanksgiving, a holiday where we give thanks. It's a funny thing to think about, giving thanks. That means that thanks is actually a thing, some thing that we can give and someone else can receive. Thanks isn't a nothing, it's a something, and it's a something that we can give. So if that's the case, another question follows. To whom should we give this something that we call thanks? Well, it really depends on what thanks itself is. The Bible generally talks about thanks with two words. In the Old Testament, a Hebrew word is used that means something to the effect of to praise, to confess, and to bless. Where in the New Testament, the Greek word used is related to the word grace, which we previously defined as a sort of charitable kindness. Now, you should note something about all these definitions to praise, to confess, to bless, and grace, all of these involve more than one person. Praise is given to someone else. Confession is outward-looking. Blessing is done to another, and grace is given to another. Thanks is something that looks outside of the person giving it. We're going to define thanks in this way. Thanks is the expression of gratitude for past and future action. Again, the expression of gratitude for past and future action. And when we give thanks, we're directing this expression to a particular person. A person whose action benefited us or will benefit us in some way. We express gratitude for past and future actions that benefit us. With that definition set, we'll return to our initial question. To whom should we give thanks? Well, as you might have guessed, the Bible says that we should give thanks to God. And the command to give thanks to God is expressed throughout the Bible. If you have a moment over the next few days, just pop open your Bible app and search your Bible for the word thanks. It's literally all over the Bible. And in almost every case, it's thanks directed to God. Now, we've said that giving thanks is an expression of gratitude for past and future action that benefits us. We've also said that God is the one who we should thank. But what should we thank Him for? Well, we want to give you three things that the Bible says that we can thank God for. Those things that benefit us that we can give thanks for. Are you ready? Here they are. 1. We can give thanks to God for His faithfulness to His covenant promises. 2. We can give thanks to God because He grants contentment to believers. And three, we can give thanks to God for making believers fit for the kingdom of God. Now let's just explain those a little bit more. First, 
we can give thanks to God for His faithfulness to His covenant promises. This expression of thanks to God is found all over the Bible, and especially in the Old Testament. A common saying that you'll find as you read the Bible is something like this, Give thanks to the Lord, for He is good, for His steadfast love endures forever. Now, when we read about God's steadfast love or His loving kindness in some translations, it's worth noting that this isn't merely an emotional love that the Bible is talking about. God's steadfast love is His loyal, covenant-keeping love, His forever faithful covenant love. When someone says in the Bible to give thanks to the Lord for He is good, for His steadfast love endures forever, we could really paraphrase it like this. Give thanks to the Lord, for He is good. For in His love, He will always and forever be loyal to His covenant promises. Now, isn't that an interesting expression? This is effectively giving thanks for God's character and recognizing that His character means that He'll remain faithful to His promises forever. Because God is good and perfect, He will always keep His promises. You can see why the people in the Old Testament would say things like this. They were waiting for so many promises of God to come to fulfillment, and they'd seen God's power work for His people in events like the Exodus. They were still waiting on the Messiah to come, who had been promised to them so many times, and they knew that God was good for His promises. They simply gave thanks to God for His promise-keeping character. Next, we can give thanks to God because He grants contentment to believers. Listen to what the Apostle Paul says near the end of one of his letters. Rejoice always, pray without ceasing, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. Altogether, he says, rejoice always, pray always, and give thanks no matter what. And he expresses this as the will of God for believers. But doesn't that strike you as odd? How can someone give thanks in all circumstances. What about when your house burns down? What about when you have a health crisis? What about when a family member dies? How can we give thanks in all those circumstances? Well, the answer lies in this. It's what we give thanks for. It's not that we're thankful necessarily that our house burned down. It's that God is there and faithful despite our circumstances. The one who made us, cares for us, and offers salvation to everyone, he hasn't been dethroned simply because our house burned down. Believers know that our faithful God will use every good and bad circumstances in our lives for his own glory and to make us be more like Jesus. This is why we can give thanks to God even in the midst of awful circumstances, because we know that God is working through even the worst things. Listen to Paul one more time as he describes the contentment that God provides to him. I have learned in whatever situation I am to be content. I know how to be brought low, and I know how to abound. In any and every circumstance, I have learned the secret of facing plenty and hunger, abundance and need. I can do all things through him who strengthens me. God himself gives believers contentment that surpasses any contentment the world can offer. And for that, we can give thanks to God. Finally, we can give thanks to God for making believers fit for the kingdom of God. 
In some ways, this has been the focus of the jog through the Bible, that God himself clothes those with faith in Jesus with his own perfect righteousness, a righteousness unattainable in ourselves because we aren't perfect. God didn't have to save people. He wasn't obligated in any way. But God's love and mercy toward the world meant that he sent his son to die for his enemies, to die a death he didn't deserve, all to make available a righteous covering for anyone who would come to Jesus by faith. And you know what? With that righteous covering, we get to look forward to a glorious resurrection and a righteous kingdom where Jesus reigns over a new heaven and earth. If that's not something to be thankful for, I don't know what is. So this Thanksgiving, remember to give thanks to God for His covenant-keeping love, for His gift of contentment, and for His provision of righteousness. Happy Thanksgiving. See you on Monday as we start our special series, Understanding Christmas. Thanks for listening to The Bible Brief. Are you enjoying the podcast? Leave us a five-star review on your podcast app. It will help people discover the Bible Brief and be exposed to the life-changing story and message of the Bible. Thank you for helping us grow. Copyright Bible Literacy Foundation 2022.